Hello, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and you're on the threshold of an amazing adventure. That's right. Uh, so happy that you all could join us this evening. Uh, joining me in the studio, as always, uh, unfortunately not for today, Mike is out. But joining me, uh, as almost always, Mr. James Baker. I swear if I have to hear that wonderful, amazing adventure line again, <laughs> I am going to... S- Hi. Hey. Uh, joining me as well is uh, re- uh, up-and-coming co-host, Mr. Tyler Durr. Hello, Tyler. Me, on the other hand, awfully upset you stole that line from me, Malcolm. Oh, yeah. That's right. Darn. And joining us once again, special guest, Mr. Gates Daniel. It's... It's definitely going to be said again, Jim, so whatever that sentence ends with, you better get ready to do it. Yeah. I'm not sure that's, like, fit for airing. For I he mean, is all that remains of a once powerful nation. There we go. Uh, and that is, you can, we've been playing a lot of Danganronpa 3 at the house, uh, and as a result, uh, we've become infected with the horrible ridiculousness of its soundtrack. Uh, which includes a song that includes slow counting and those two lines, and that's it. That's the only part of the soundtrack. Uh, and a deep, sultry voice. Yeah, a deep, sultry voice. I've, I've been hiding sleep. in my bedroom. Yes. I've gone to sleep every single night for the past week, listening to that song seep through the floorboards. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One. Two. Uh, but uh, Mike is not joining us this evening. He is taking care of some business. But still, we'd like to say, Mike, shout out to you. We miss you. Uh, we're, Mike, I, I wish you the best luck on that assassination. That's right. Your top secret assassination I'm sorry, that no one can know wet about. Wet work. Right. The wet work. Um, but uh, we'll start most things as we start normally. Uh, and we're going to go over some of the new releases for this uh, or for the upcoming week. So... Coming October 26th, in two days, is My Hero One's Justice for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, so it's a My Hero fighting game. Okay, you know, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, it's coming. Two days. So it looks pretty exciting. For those of you that are fans of the series, uh, you get to watch a bunch of super-powered teenagers fight each other. It's like sky high, but anime. I need it. Kind of hoping there's a move set for uh, for Deku where he can one shot anyone, but he also gets knocked out. There's no point to it whatsoever. But just, you want you want the ability to knock yourself out. Yeah, nice. Just if they, if they give him like like Pichu from uh, Smash Bros. Right. Melee, which you know Pichu is a terrible character, so it would make him. Really well, yeah, he was too, designed so. to be a character that you pick to intentionally sauce on your friends. So yeah. said the creator. I actually am curious if they're going how they're going to balance Pichu in the new one because yeah. they're intentionally trying to balance everyone. Well, it's just, it's mm-hmm. or they just won't. They will not because they're include like we're just going to include every single character. Uh, have fun, everybody! But we also have coming up Red Dead Redemption Two coming in two days. Uh, October twenty sixth <laughs> is gonna yeah. Uh, deep breathing intensifies uh, on the PS four Xbox One. It is coming out. This is the landmark. Uh, Rockstar game. It's a property that, upon initial release, broke a bunch of records. Well, not a, a bunch of records. That was Grand Theft Auto V, but 
broke a lot of records in its own right when it came out, wildly successful, wildly popular. According to some sources, the content in the game ranges from between 40 hours to 65 hours of story-driven, rootin' tootin' shootin' cowboy action. So we'll see how that pans out. You know it's something big to expect when Rockstar themselves is describing it as like their most ambitious, biggest game yet. Yeah, they say that for every single game they make, but most of the time it's correct. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, on the 30th, coming out just a day before Halloween, uh, something I'm very excited for, Call of Cthulhu, the official video game, from uh, coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, from Cyanide Studios, it's a game that is a direct translation of the tabletop RPG uh, and allows you to be a, uh, a, de- a detective that goes around a weird, very spooky island uh, investigating the locals who are very hostile, uh, trying to figure out uh, a mysterious death, uh, meanwhile combating your own neuroses and deep alcoholism. So really... It's just an average Tuesday night for us here, or Wednesday night now. It's, it's sounding a lot like uh, it's borrowing from Shadow Over Innsmouth as well, which, yeah. which makes sense. It's actually probably one of the Lovecraft stories that translates best into other media. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We did have a talk uh, a bit ago, or like last week, about cosmic horror. I distinctly yeah. remember ending the uh, the podcast last week with uh, some, some we did, old Rylethian. We did talk. Yes, that's right. Oh, right. The trigger. Really, uh, Ann? Hmm? Really, you know, that's a good question, and no one has an answer to it. Yeah. It is unnameable and unspeakable. That yep. That could also be how it's pronounced. Please, yeah. <laughs> In certain dialects. Um, but no, the, the uptown New Yorker dialect the, the, is how you'd say it. Yeah, the uptown Innsmiths. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a posh Innsmouth accent. <laughs> I see you gurgle instead of slosh. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Casey's got three eyeballs. Show off. <laughs> oh. He's from the rich part of town. Um, but yeah, so those are the games that are coming up. It may just be three games, but those three appear to be pretty big name releases. Um, so we're going to start off uh, the show, at least for this week, with uh, an international story. Um, this uh, is concerning the uh, official game licensing process for China's uh, Wii game, uh, W-E-G-A-M-E. Um And so, initially, uh, according to a Bloomberg report, China's Green Channel, a process for testing games that allowed them to make a sort of soft release in the country under certain circumstances, has been closed with licenses no longer being granted. So, as I understand it, um, there is a company that is the equivalent to Steam in China called uh, Tencent. Uh, And Tencent owns a gaming platform in 20 or unveiled their gaming platform Wii game in 20 in April 2017 that hosts games content and services over the world that will provide gaming info purchases downloads live stream and what have you uh it's got uh 200 million active users compared to Steam's 125 and over 4.5 billion downloads uh and it's considered a direct competitor to Steam but it's only a direct competitor in uh, in in China, uh, and currently, it would appear that the Chinese government is putting the process that they normally run for licensing games on hold, at least for a little bit, uh, in order to address a a health concern for myopia, which is nearsightedness. Myopia. Myopia. 
Myopia. Myopia? Myopia. Your opia. Their opia? Um, but our, yes. Our, uh, our opia. Nice. Um, so yes, nearsightedness, we'll call it. We don't have to do, you know, we don't, we're not all about highfalutin Latin here on Pixel Hunt. We kind um, of are. Yeah, we're on, uh, there's quite, quite a bit of highfalutin, but none of it's Latin. Um, Only that Lovecraft speak you were doing earlier. Correct. Um, but yeah, and so I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask, we're, we're given two very distinct examples of what appears to be a game platform that is directly kind of connected to the federal government in China. Uh, and a game platform uh, that is directly connected to a corporation, Steam, in the United States. And I did want to ask, like, based on what you've seen from these two, which do you think you would want to pick over the other? Because on the one hand, uh, Valve kind of just, like, takes our money and, like, and and just really, yeah, just does whatever they, yes... Just does whatever they can to take whatever money they can from people. Um, you know, they don't make games anymore. They make money, is the joke. Um, well, they, they did make that uh, that card game for oh, Dota. Oh, that's right. The Dota we card game. asking for that because, one. Yeah, it's the thing that they, they listened to their player base, found out exactly what they wanted, and then made something completely different. Not even not even remotely related. Not, it's actually. just like that it, it didn't even, it didn't even track and now for something completely different. Right. I'm sure you've all been waiting for... Sorry, that one's cancelled. Here's a card game. You like card games, kids? Spend your money here. Um, and so, uh, on the other hand, though, I-, I do find it a little odd that in some instances, a, a platform can just be like, well, we're not licensing any games right now because the government is concerned about nearsightedness uh, in youth. So, sorry, Fortnite people. Uh, that's a no. Yeah, I think solely for that, I'd have to go with Steam because, you know, I don't care about my health. The government does. I don't. So right. So I, I won't keep playing games. The government does not. That is a lie. <laughs> this is incorrect. I put on my tinfoil hat. No, that's wrong. Well, if I had a bit more money, they would. Right. But I spend it all on Steam. Ah. <laughs> ah, the, the, great, the, great, the great Steam conundrum. I would have more games. <laughs> or I would be, have more games, but I spend all of my money buying games on Steam. If only my healthcare would go on Steam sales as well. <laughs> if only we could translate literally every foreseeable government welfare program into Steam credit. Can I get my life insurance in a humble bundle? That's that that would be an impressively humble bundle. Oh, it comes with StarCraft. Oh, <laughs> ooh, wow. lovely. Just the the horror as the horrifying reality that uh, your life is not worth very much slowly sinks in. Oh, remember the positive episode? Yeah, that's that's long <laughs> gone. We did that once, and that's we we filled our positive quota for the year. Nothing Anything, but we probably overfilled it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually gonna argue the other side of this. I think I would rather. Oh my. My microphone is doing funny buzzy things again. Oh my, yes it is. You have a cool robot voice. <laughs> the liner robot would say. Oh, uh, that. that. Here, probably, if, you, yeah. if you'd like, we have I'm other... i synth, please, no, don't shoot me. Does this children. unit have a soul? <laughs> Does this unit have a soul? Kill it before it lays eggs. <laughs> yes, what? before it lays its robot <laughs> eggs inside of you. Jim, if you'd like, we do have other... I believe that microphone works if you'd like to give it a try. Oh, Come on. I'll try that. Tyler, you fool. 
Everyone knows robots have lives. Look, Mike leaves. Sharks. Mike doesn't show up on the show for one for one week, and suddenly everything's going to the birds. We're just having difficulties left and right, technical issues. I'm pretty sure I'm cursed. Oh, that that'd be my fault. Oh, thank you. Kate's does like birds. I like birds a lot. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. One, two. Can you hear me now? Yes. I can't hear me. Oh, you can adjust the volume dial. Here you go. Can you hear hey, us? Hey, now I hear things. Hallelujah. <laughs> nice. So please, Jim, as you were saying before you had to relocate. So I want to I wanna explore like what things could happen if we had a uh, essentially a government-run platform for gaming rather than a corporate-run platform. Um, and one of the things that strikes me is one of the things that we talk about literally all the time on this channel is that you know corporations push game developers to develop something to a specific um eh, words to a specific template to their like to in a way that will make money it's got to have battle royale it's got to be triple a we got to have like a big uh we open world uh synergy uh, we microtransactions. Microtransactions. How many? How many corporate buzzwords can you cram into That's a right. game? We cough, cough, Battlefront, yeah. cough. <laughs> Witcher like <laughs> uh, games as a service. Just yep. The, the dark souls of cooking games. <laughs> the dark soul. <laughs> wow, that just sounds horribly depressing. I, Gates, Although, remind me to tell you later about uh, cooking. The, the sub-profession of cooking in World of Warcraft in Legion. Gates, table Ooh. that. I want to make that game. Make the Dark up. Souls of Cooking. Uh, but I, I feel like... I mean, I know we'd have other problems if the government was running the service. Yes. But I feel like <laughs> the, the sheer omnipresence of the profit motive might abate a little. Right, because um, the, the, the motive wouldn't necessarily be to rake in as much money as possible but rather yeah. to create like a, a marketplace yeah. for people so is this where we start to go ahead and debate what is the best economic plan for no. america no 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 <laughs> no 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 well no this carl marx guy you see <laughs> <laughs> no we're not we're not arguing that we're just arguing in a vacuum a digital marketplace that is federally owned or a digital games marketplace that is run by a corporation those are that's as far as this argument will go Good, because it's not that kind of channel. Exactly. Yeah, definitely not. I just, I feel like the federal government, I mean, our federal government is still profit motivated, but it is arguably at least a little bit less so than most major corporations, like, you know, Valve. Um, There might be a little bit more room for the artistry of game making in a system like that than there is in our, you know, corporate run gaming world yeah. these days. And to Jim's point, uh, a problem, an issue that Steam frequently runs into is that it is constantly flooded with shovelware garbage. Shovelware specifically meaning games that were produced solely for, uh, produced as cheaply as possible and are kind of shoveled into a big, like, it's just a big, like amorphous pile of poorly made games. And the whole point is to get in, use as little money as possible, get as many people to buy it as possible and just get out and take as much money from the process as you can. 
Now you could look at that a little more optimistically. That's also a platform for indie developers to easily get out there. What happens when the rate of games that is that are coming out is so prevalent that a game like an a good indie game that people spent you know hundreds of hours or thousands of hours working on uh, only shows up on the storefront page or on the front page for six hours. And that's your entire window. And after that, the shovelware just piles on top of it. And it becomes impossible to find that game that requires... So like a game that took someone, you know, 10 hours to make where they just took a bunch of assets and threw them together is put side by side with a game that could have potentially taken an indie development studio hundreds of hours or thousands of hours to create. What about that? I have a quick aside... Malcolm, I've noticed you haven't uploaded the last uh, couple shows. Uh, just the last one. Yes, I'm working on it. Shame. I know. Shame be unto you. I there's, Things got a little hectic. I have them. Don't worry. I'll okay. be uploading them both tonight. Hold on. Our... Shame upon your family. That's right. Shame upon you. Isn't there a cow in there somewhere? Sure. I don't remember Probably. Don't, don't you worry. It's coming. Just a family, little ancestors, cow. I just, think those were the three. A little bit of, little bit of like things have been picking up, and uh, I, I just need to find the time to sit down and edit the tracks. Hopefully, our fans will forgive our misdeeds. Well, if they want, they can just catch the show live if they really want to hear it. But if they were real fans, they were real fans. No, don't worry. We'll we are absolutely going to put them online, and I don't worry, everybody. We I'll, love them regardless, Malcolm. Of course, just like a parent. Let's not guilt trip our fans now. That's right. But you never call us. <laughs> Why don't you ever call? No, it's all right. We'll just sit here yeah, don't alone look. in the dark. That's fine. I don't mind. I didn't even want to feel your embrace. Can we open calls up to this? Uh, we can, but it all is right, a, we'll it's a number. It's a fickle process and it's difficult. Yeah, I'll just read off Malcolm's personal cell phone number. Okay, take it easy there, Gates. I, I don't want to get ducked. the easiest way around this. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one listening anyway, you fool. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. I know at least one person. Two people listening. who are listening. Um, but yes, <laughs> quick aside. Don't worry. For those of you that have concerns about the episodes going up, I will put them up. Complain they, to Malcolm at oh, Pixel Hunt. Yeah, at Pixel. Yeah, Shame him. At me on Twitter if you really want me to. <laughs> no, I'll do it. Oh, I'll at you. Yeah. I'll at you so hard. All right, Gates. Answer my place. question, please. Oh, yeah. Um, what about that? Back to the that, discussion. Um, I'm just going to say, yeah, positive episodes are really just out the window. What? No. I, I, I don't have – you, you kind of just trumped my point. So my my answer, I suppose, is uh, a, a touche to you, sir. Oh, fair enough. Because this is – yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, the question would be, like, what is the what, – what are you smiling about? Nothing. Uh, no, one of our friends, Cody, oh he's listening gosh. and willing to call in. Oh. Give him a shout out Lord. to Cody Peterson. Be happy to give you friend. a shout out. In fact, like the only problem is the calling in. That's the difficult issue. Well, technically. Yes. Literally. Technically. That, I, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> she came out sounding like I was trying to be, you know, sarcastic. But. Right. No, it's it's a time. I actually think like... I'm pretty sure I'd be able to... I really need to go over it, but... But back to the topic. Back to the topic. Jim, you were saying, it for a government-run... Uh, uh, what is it? Digital platform for games. Yeah, a government-run digital platform for games I feel like might provide more of a an arts haven. Um, Interesting. 
at for game developers who are who are in it for the art more than they're in it for the profit. True. So you um, would have like a and like the, the like the United States government funds art initiatives now or mm-hmm. funded art initiatives. Um, once. Yeah. Some some at one ago. point, yes. Um, I that is one upside I could see from that, and you know I there are a lot of games that are just works of art that I love that I want more like that. And the current market just can't support that kind of game making. So part of me wants to go see what a a government run marketplace would look like. Of course, then I think about the last government run marketplace we were introduced to. What was that? Uh, Obamacare's marketplace. Ah, and okay. And which, oh, ah, no, um, no political, but not no, not here, not on the show. I don't know, Malcolm. I Bad am uneducated, idea. and I do have an opinion. So no, I think I'm fit. No, we can't. Sorry, oh! it's just video games here on the show. We don't go too deep. Well, uh, from what you said, Jim, I'm not sure because like, there's plenty of like good artistic games out there made by indie developers that like start to shine and rise once they gain popularity, like maybe Celeste or like other indie games I can't quite think of right now, but I there mean, are some. Yeah, that's fair. And they're, well, like those are the success, like they're the, the cupheads and the Celeste of the world that rise to the top and are really, really good. And because the, the indie developers put their all into it and double mortgaged their house. But what about all the indies that like the indie development studios that weren't able to do that, that, you know, mortgage their houses and then the game fizzled out because they didn't have enough funding and no one heard from them again. Are we taking uh, topics and things from some of our loyal fans? I'll be honest, friends? like, uh, let me see it and I will, yeah, let me okay. check that out. Uh, no, okay. Here we go. So it looks like somebody calling in. I'm not going to list them by name, but uh, the part you guys are overlooking is the inaccessibility and time cost of game development. Developing games artistically isn't worth it cost-wise for creators since people don't pay for it. That's a good point. Response? How do we know that people won't pay for that? Yeah, there's... We haven't seen the model. (laughs) Huge amount of chance for, like, a very artistic game. It could either be a massive success like Shadow of the Colossus or Undertale or whatnot, Mm-hmm. Or it could just completely fall by the wayside because it's just it doesn't quite get to the right people, it right? Spread around enough. And the thing is that like games that are way more formulaic and repetitive, they may not do quite as well or get quite as big of a following, but they're way more reliable. And that's right. what businesses want. Exactly. So if that is the case, if we're like, but the point is that it wouldn't. There wouldn't be shareholders. The constituents or shareholders would just be like the citizens of the country, and the only the only like the only place that you would actually have uh, a company interacting with uh, the audience would be the game developers themselves. It would remove the middleman of the Steam platform and and focus on uh, like it would it would be pure it, it would be a one to one thing in which um, like people uh, would be directly in touch with their uh, what's it called with the actual developers. So at least in this case, uh, but you do raise a good point that it would be impossible to tell if or how the, um, what's it called? If or how the games manage to do. Um, you might end up looking at something in which uh, a game is uh, is being produced or like it's it's moving forward, but 
Yeah, like you said before, it might fall by the wayside, it might not work, uh, a bunch of money could be put into it, but, you know, the, the, the game developer is not hosting the marketplace, they're just operating on it. Um, I don't know, I, I, I see your point though. Um, I mean, considering the amount of cost it would take to make the game and the amount of resources expended, do you have a better solution? I mean, <sighs> why don't we all just join hands and... Uh, sing happy songs and make games in harmony. Kumbaya. I can think of many reasons. I don't know where your hands have been. Good point. Good point. But please, what are your reasons, Gates? Or is that just the, the joining just, hands? Just uh, the, it's also just a just a no. Physical affection frightens me. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Intimacy is a problem. That is a lie. <laughs> you know it. What? That is a lie. All right. Well, this went to a weird place. Yeah, but, ladies and gentlemen, jumped uh, straight like up in I'm there. Being accused here. all right i would like to allegedly i would like to make a brief segue to a harmless sensible material that everyone can talk about the weather huh guys shall we lovely you guys like the weather i like the weather i mean but it's not out to kill me i don't know i got groped by some wind earlier today all right (laughs) temperature is currently 44 degrees fahrenheit but gates let me ask you, how does it feel? And if you... The temperature. What temperature does it feel like? What is the, the numeric temperature? That's right. 69. Damn it. No. I mean... I wish. I, I guess oh, it feels more... I, 45 was probably... 45, 50. It's okay. nice enough where I don't need to wear a whole jacket. Uh, sweater's doing surprisingly well. So. Only half a jacket. Half a jacket. Yeah. All right. Just literally cut right down the middle of what you're wearing. What say you? Sleeve. I was wondering about that. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. I'm gonna go with fifty-three. It's forty-eight. Oh, congratulations, Ooh. Tyler. You got it. Oh, I have been dethroned. Right on the nose. Yeah. Good right, try. Tyler. Thanks for playing. Wait, where? <laughs> what? Don't you lie to me again. <laughs> Too late for that. There are, <laughs> there are no lollipops. There are no points. Welcome to Pixel Hunt. Only despair. Well, the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Um, so yeah. Does that include the profanity rule? No, that's oh, still oh, just a little bit. Don't do that. Nuts. Nuts indeed. Um, but uh, uh, now a subject that I think is near and dear to all of our hearts. Diddy Kong and Dark Souls. If Mike's listening, he's just had an aneurysm. At what we've just said. Ah, Dark Souls, the <laughs> Cuphead of fantasy RPGs. Oh, the... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, Cuphead, the the Dark Souls of shooters. Um, <laughs> Isn't it more of a platformer? The platformer, running gun, side-scrolling shooter. Dark Souls. Um, Head Cup, the platform of Dark Souls. <laughs> dark Souls, Dark Cup, the Plathead. <laughs> All right, we're losing it now. Okay, so the point is... Did we ever have it to begin with? No, absolutely not. But the point is... is the Dark Souls of topics. (laughs) It's the Dark Souls of topics. Because we're talking about Dark Souls. Uh, But yes, the the joke is that Dark Souls can be used to describe anything that is hard or difficult or something that people have issue with. And this is something that I thought would be interesting to bring up uh, because I wanted to ask you guys, growing up, what was your Dark Souls? Which is to say, what game as you were like that you began early on, or that you were when you were younger that you played that really gave you a run for your money, or that challenged you for the first time in a long time? 
The game of life. No, okay, we can't... <laughs> wait, the board game? Oh, oh, sorry. I meant oh, sorry. the actual game of life. Oh, oh okay. No. Well, t- slow, slow down there. <laughs> not the board game life, and not the game, sorry. Though they were involved. But in a, I'm in quite a spot of trouble, too. There's so many oh, board game s- puns you can stop. make. Stop. I will not. <laughs> I cannot. I'm going to monopolize this entire thing. Ah, <laughs> okay, I'm done. Please, tell me about the game. Um, I mean, the oldest game I could remember playing was the first Super Mario Bros. with both of my parents. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice. Actually. That yeah. is really nice. And I couldn't make it past the second level by oh, myself. Oh, come on. I was four. Your dad, like, smacked the controller out of your hand and was like, ah, you casual. Get good, scrub. <laughs> Meet me on Rust. <laughs> Willie Pete's only. <laughs> and then, like, I don't even know what that means. As your dad proceeds to <laughs> rip the controller out of your hands and speed run all over you. <laughs> uh, so, Super Mario Brothers? I think a lot of people can actually really connect to that. That, Wow. Yeah, I'm not very original. I mean, the first game that I've ever played that was pretty much my own that was really difficult was... I mentioned this to you earlier... And I doubt many people have heard of it, but it was, funnily enough, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. It was like a an open-world, kind of, like, really bad, blatant Australian stereotypes. Nice. But nonetheless, so, pretty fun. Please tell us about this game. What did it involve? What was the gameplay like? It Ridiculous enough, the combat really just boiled down to... Running around and throwing boomerangs at things. Oh, man. So you're telling me an Australian Tasmanian tiger threw boomerangs. With a heavy Australian accent. What did you throw them at? Like, gators. Sometimes <laughs> sharks. Like, koalas. Giant wallabies. Di- didgeridoos. As they well, I, I think they were gators. Let me just tell you, the ketamine was crazy. It's like... that's Yeah, like eight... I yeah. just like oh man that's uh that's a time huh or Kingdom Hearts oh okay Kingdom Hearts yeah yes what about you Gates what was your Dark Souls see I actually this is probably the worst possible answer but I think my Dark Souls was Dark Souls I didn't really play too many challenging games so uh, the Dark Souls really, of Dark, Dark Souls. Souls is the Dark Souls of my Dark Souls <laughs> we heard you like Dark Souls so we put more Dark Souls in your Dark, Dark Souls, Souls. While you so you can Dark Souls while you Dark Souls you know I, uh, suddenly this explains a lot. About you, Gates, oh. and your dark soul. Yeah, see, the lore is being slowly, slowly, and indirectly revealed. Through item descriptions. Only through item <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like there are definitely games beforehand where I'd get stuck on a boss or two. Um, Dead Space stands out, because Dead Space I actually had to entirely restart, because at one point I ran out of ammo, and if there's no oh, more ammo no. in a level, you can't go to other levels and farm for ammo, and if you don't have ammo in Dead Space... There's really not much you can do. I know in you can two, melee. They, see, that's a viable strategy in two because they made melee actually pretty strong. But in one, melee really doesn't do anything. It's just really hard to kill someone. Kind like of. But and there's also, I ran out to make matters worse. I ran out right in front of an area where there was a scripted boss fight. Oh, that's good. So yeah, no, I had, I had nice. to go entirely from the beginning, and I got to that point, and then by then I was like, I'm playing Skyrim, so. <laughs> Never looked back. <laughs> As you like swatted necromorph. <laughs> Come but now, I, uh, let's. No need to get violent. Ah, ah. 
Now, like, like there are definitely games before then, though, that were difficult and challenging. I think the reason Dark Souls has become so popular as, like, an adjective, right. a little overused, is it's not just hard, necessarily, because a lot of games are hard. But Dark Souls has this certain... And Cuphead, which is very frequently compared to Dark Souls, right. is that it has this difficulty that, while it's, like, seemingly impossible or just ridiculous... What's unique about them is that every time you go at a level, you felt like you've made some incremental progress, which right. gets you to keep going because you keep getting that you know, like positive feedback that you're doing a little better every time, even if you keep losing. And then by the time you're at the end, that makes that you know seemingly insurmountable obstacle you you know started with just seem that much more satisfying to overcome. There is the there is the bit from Cuphead where they like when you lose, they show you just how close you were to the end. Yeah, they're like, oh, you, you almost got it. Look, you got you did a little better. Come back in, do it again. It really is like it's just it's it's an example of good game design. I think you know, comparing Dark Souls to everything is a little overdone, but there is something in there that like people like games that are very difficult, but kind of feel like they're working with the player, like they're not just trying to hurt you. Right. It doesn't feel unfair at times, though. I feel like Dark Souls does just kind of get you. But oh, it one, teaches definitely. you. It teaches you how to learn from that. Blight Town, right? So those camera angles, and those head on frame down. Rate drops. Yeah, when you walk into Blight Town and your game becomes a slideshow Sense on console. Too. Did they? Did they fix that in remastered? No, by the way? they didn't. They no. didn't even fix. That. Of course not. Why it's, would you fix that? It's why? a feature. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bug. Oh, uh, okay. Of course. <laughs> it's a of course. You walk into Blight Town and your your frame rate automatically just stops. Have fun. I guess it's just like in real life when you go down to Louisiana. Oh, <laughs> the frame rate drops to nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that and you're immediately poisoned. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like Dark Souls just being horrible to you for no good reason. Just like those Louisiana. guys. Yeah, the, the poison darters. The dart poison people. darters. Oh, man. I have a couple answers from some friends slash fans of ours if you're willing to hear those. Absolutely. What again. their Dark Souls were? Oh, uh, for their hardest games yeah, that compares please. to Dark Souls well, say, difficulty. Let's, let's, let's go to yeah. Jim first. Yeah, yes, Jim, please. Of course, after Jim. Um, so I'm going to show my age here. Um, Oregon Trail. Yeah, that was really? You struggled pretty oh. hard with that one. That game is... <laughs> or felt when I was very small and playing it for the first few times. Um Bloody impossible. Felt like you were dying of dysentery. Every Every single time. (laughs) Um, I made it to the Rockies once. I, wow. Once. Good lord. Did you ever beat it? No. And half your family died from exhaustion. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're fine, you're fine, and they are all dead. Congratulations, game over. I would just like to point out for the fans back home that upon being asked whether or not he'd beaten this game, Jim gave Malcolm a look like Malcolm, which is a complete idiot. Of course. <laughs> of course I didn't. What are you talking about? What are you about? like, oh, are you fool? What kind How? of ridiculous accusation is that? Beat the Oregon Trail? Psh, what do I look like? A wizard? You fool of a took. <laughs> hey now. It's a family show. Um... Fadoo-doo. <laughs> we're actually just like, we're just making jokes for Mike at this point. I, I hope you're listening, Mike. Uh, I hope you can hear this. We miss you. We it's do. not the same. Uh, but please, Tyler, what are some... Yeah, I am curious. What are some things that people right. found very well, difficult? Let's start with this one, because this one's pretty good. One of the answers was Bugs Life on the Game Boy. <laughs> Hold on a minute. 
did not make it past the first level. <laughs> oh, who could forget the insurmountable challenge? Actually, I, oh, that's incredible. I did have one other. Yeah, what did, um, asteroids. That is, uh, that's impossible to beat. You can't beat that. There game. is no beating asteroids. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just progressively higher and higher and higher difficulty until you eventually lose somehow. Right. But yeah, that was one of the first games I ever played on PC, and I feel that. Oh, I bet you got pretty far in it, though. Uh, I was in, like, fourth grade, so oh, not okay. as far as you think. <laughs> right. Nice. I dig it. Ugh. But, yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that I don't think they were very fond of that Bugs Life game. Yeah, but, so, wait, <laughs> Bugs Life for the Game Boy. I wonder, like, what what gameplay loop is that like? I, I wish I knew. I don't think I've ever had that game. And... I didn't know it existed, honestly. But nonetheless, not surprised. Yeah, no, not at all surprised. Something that good would be that difficult. Yeah, it's Quality. looking like one of those really kitschy, like, MS Paint platformers oh, they good. kind of mass produced. The ones that are really slippery, that, like, the controls like, um, are, like, but not on purpose. Yeah, and there's, like, wacky sound effects. Right. Like, if you get hit, it says, like, you know, oh, wow. Oh, it it got the the two the two reviews I found of it are five out of five and four point seven out of five. Oh, no granted, <laughs> granted, they are both from websites who I do not recognize the name of. What are so, what are the what are the websites called? Uh, Lukey Games and Emu Paradise. Would you would you mind if I saw that? Yeah, by all means. Yeah. What was the main character of Bugs Life's name? Uh, is an ant. <laughs> Ants. I I do not remember. Anthony. You know what? Yeah, I, I wish it was. <laughs> would be a surprise. I'm actually. Hold no, on. I think it's some like weird human name, like Larry. Oh, L- I think I think that uh, it's being described to me currently. Apparently, I, the gameplay is similar to Mario. Okay, so I I'm gonna read the review from uh, Lukey Games. Does he call it the Dark Souls of Bugs? Here we go. <laughs> so five stars. A Bug's Life with about. Eight exclamation points. And in all caps, I'm not going to read it in all caps, though. This is by far the most epic game I, you get to, uh, the most epic game I, you get to walk in and ant shoes and see everything in their point of view. Whoever knew little birds can be so scary? Two exclamation marks. My heart beats so fast every time that bird comes around. OMG. The graphics and gameplay are so realistic. Hang gliding on a leaf? Who would even think of that? Such a thriller. So it seems like we, we've stumbled upon an ironic review. That's No, that's gold. Jonathan, I, that, was, that was reviewed by Jonathan from Equilatil on March 25th, 2013. I think he's being genuine, though. I don't know. I, I can't tell. Hold on. Let's look at Emu Paradise. <laughs> See, I think I have heard of them before. Yeah, I can't familiar. be certain. I've heard of many things. Emus in paradise are not two things I would associate with one another. You got a problem with the emus? <laughs> they they have a problem with me. That's really the what? problem I have with that. <laughs> uh, I'm lost. Yes, I suppose. Looks like this game just has a... It's just got a 4.67 out of 5, according to 9 votes on emu on emuparadise.me. What? See, if that's, like, if that's random people voting, then it might actually be a little more... 
the word reliable. It's, I don't it's know. strange. Do you think Bugs Life lobbied to get these reviews? Absolutely. I think, no, there's definitely a <laughs> controversy several, several here. Several years yep. after the movie was released. There were, <laughs> several years after the movie was released, in 2013, a shady deal went down in a parking lot where some executive for Bugs Life was like, hey man, I'll give you some cat. I'll let you play Bugs Life for free if you give it a five out of five. Oh, his, that's uh, where I've heard was... of uh, Emu Paradise or Emu Paradise. Uh, be because it's the number one spot for emulator ROMs, as I've just been informed. Ah. Also, uh, uh, the the main character's name in Bug Life was uh, Flick. Why wasn't <laughs> Ant- Why wasn't it Anthony? Um, like, there's such a missed opportunity there. I am upset. Why, Look, man? You want to be in charge of the sequel? By all yeah, means, like the I, there wasn't the a sequel. There must have been. No, sworn there I think was. there was, but it was one of those straight to CD. Straight, straight to DVD. VHS. Right. Oh, right, oh, right. yes. Oh, I forgot oh. how far down the rabbit hole we're going there. So, yeah. Bugs Life, the game. I'm surprised that it was so difficult, but I can absolutely understand why. It seems like it wasn't the best quality of games. And, of course, there are the differing qualities in, in how they work. Uh, a game that I remember playing uh, for a very long time as a child was Pokemon Coliseum, which is like oh, an RPG oh. that you just walk around in. Uh, and I, there were certain logical puzzles that you had to solve by going to the right place or interacting with the right person or object at the right time. And unfortunately, when I was really young, I had no idea sometimes where to go. So there was one point where I spent, I believe it was like six or seven hours in game, just not knowing where to go, just traveling around, trying to look for stuff, just walking uh, and then I tried to look it up online and couldn't find it. And so I waited a couple more months. And then I looked it up again. And then I found it. I found where I needed to go. I had to interact with a gear in a random remote construction lot. Which again, how in the world was I supposed to know that? But whatever. That's fine. Was that your Dark Souls? That was not my Dark Souls. My Dark Souls was Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, what a And the game. horrifying plague that it wrought upon me. And my brother. Oh my god. That was one of the most difficult games that I have ever played. As a child. It wrought destruction upon your family. Yes. Much like, uh, yeah, like Job in the Bible. It got bad. It got really bad. Uh, Completely out of nowhere. Did not deserve it. Just trying to have a good time. Next thing you know, boom. Boom. Uh, don't have, like I'm I'm spending six hours trying to get a single shine sprite. I'm fighting a giant manta ray on a beach made out of light and electricity that shocks me whenever I touch it, and I don't have enough water because I keep getting put. I keep getting pushed too far back <laughs> from the water. He's reliving and it. I could I couldn't get to the water. It's, it's okay. They can't hurt you anymore, Malcolm. They kept multiplying. Whenever you'd split them with the water, there'd just be more of them. Shh. And they'd take pot shots at you. They're there. It's okay. Uh, it's okay, Malcolm. It was so difficult. You actually bring up a good point, which is why I think another reason why these games are so popular. Because, you know, I felt this a lot as a kid, and I haven't really felt it too much since Dark Souls, because maybe Dark Souls numbed me. But that, that feeling... No, not despair. <laughs> actually, quite the opposite. The like intense anxiety you feel before going into a new area or a new boss. That's fair. And I felt that in spades with Dark Souls. Like I, I was a nervous wreck every time I beat a level because like I was so relieved for a second, and right. then I realized there was more, There's... and it was going to get worse. Oh goodness! How like I felt that a few times, like maybe old Pokemon games, like Mystery Dungeon, some of the encounters that in that is game fair. were actually really hard. 
Yeah. Uh, but then just, or, or like when you're about to go into a, a hundred level dungeon, you got to just really get your fingers crossed. You're not going right. to die in level 99. But <sighs> there's, there's that sense of like, uh, like I said, opposite of despair where you just, you were, you were anxious and nervous for what is to come, but it kind of, it's, it's exciting. It gives you a sense of adventure. It's the only way we can combat despair. <laughs> With hope. With hope. But uh, I have another answer, though. Yeah, what's that? From another one of our so-called fans. So-called listeners? Please, so-called go ahead. friends. Yeah. Uh, they said that their hardest game experiences akin to Dark Souls growing up were Tomb Raider 3 and Final Fantasy 7. Oh, Final Fantasy 7. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't remember either of those. Well, Final Fantasy with Cloud, so like... Oh, yes. Right. Oh, he was in 7? Yeah, that was that was 7. Uh, yeah, with Sephiroth and the boys. Oh, uh, yes. So, gotcha. yeah. So, yes, I, I can understand that. That game was pretty long, and, and the Final Fantasy games can be pretty unforgiving if, like, if you don't know where to go or who to interact with. Kind of similar to what happened with uh, Pokemon Coliseum. What was the other one? A Tomb Raider 3. Tomb Raider... I, I don't know that one. I've never played that game, but... Back when Lara Croft barely looked human. That's right. She was just a series of polygons. Yes. In large cargo shorts. Actually, I think I remember watching my brother play that game as a kid. It may have been Tomb Raider 2. It was Perhaps. for the PlayStation 1, so it was a really old one. Right. But I remember that one, like, that scared them really bad playing it, so obviously it must have been some kind of difficult. Right. I wasn't even allowed to watch it. Really? Was it too scary? I don't know. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Wait, you just just not allowed just, at all? They, you know what? They may have actually been kicking me out of the room for different reasons. Oh, where they were like, Gates, get out of here. It's, it's not appropriate for your eyes. Really, they were just, you know, sick of me. Ah. Uh, it's quite likely. Happens before. Even now, actually. More, more lore. <laughs> so much lore. Yeah, consider social interaction the Dark Souls of real life. Yeah, that yes, talking in front of a crowd. The Dark Souls of public speaking. So let's do it on radio instead. Yeah, exactly. Where we can't see our audience laughing at us, but we can feel it. It's liberating. We can certainly feel it. Which, by the way, if you guys have heard anything you enjoy, uh, you can find us online uh, on SoundCloud. Go to uh, Pixel Hunt. Or SoundCloud forward slash Pixel Hunt. You can find the radio show. You can find uploaded episodes that we have. Uh, after this, I will be sure to put this episode as well as the episode from last week up uh, for you guys to hear. Uh, you can at me on Twitter if you'd like, at a Pixel Hunt. Um, and we are going to take a very quick break uh, to hear a word. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. Sorry, what was that? Uh, do we take song requests? I mean, we can. Uh, what? Uh, the only problem is that, like, we cannot play. Uh, we cannot play uh, ads on on the air. But well, why? What is, do people want to hear? It is "Love Grows" by Nobuo Uematsu. Okay, what is that from? That's who, a good question. Who asked for that to be played? Are we allowed to name names? Just like I mean, oh, I, no, already gave him, me. I already gave him a shout out earlier. Just show me who, who asked. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I see. Still like Final Fantasy VII though. That's a good one. All right. At least for this one, we won't be doing at least not on this episode uh, because it, we might have to might have to prep that up. Also, got to make sure I renew that uh, YouTube Red subscription because without it. 
uh, ads play all the time, and it's terrible, and I hate it. You hate capitalism? I hate it. Well, but we're, I, we're well, getting back there again. Except for, except nah, for when I can use capitalism to forego the capitalism. It's YouTube Red. <laughs> yes. Now let's, embar- let's embrace some of that jingoist anger. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, it's, oh, scary, scary forms of government. No, we're just about video games here. doesn't matter what kind of government you believe in. We all like video games. Do you think we'd still be able to play video games if we reverted back to hunter-gatherer? Yes. Good. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah, it would essentially be two guys standing in a bush being like, hey, I bet I can hit that thing and you can't. And you're like, you're on, man. Isn't playing video games when we regress back to hunter-gatherer, isn't that just the plot of Horizon Zero Dawn? Correct. It is. (laughs) We become the hunter-gatherer machine people. Except the machines become terrifying and we're ultimately, like, shunned back into, like, what's the word? The Stone Age? Back into... Stone Age in parentheses. More metal. The Iron Age? The Bronze Age? A meddler. The, uh... What? The Primordial Soup? I I don't know. I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that one. Brought low and driven into the mud. That's my kind of game. The controls do nothing, and it's just screaming in colors. <laughs> it's the existentialist nightmare simulator. You can't do anything. It's a horrifying mess of nothing. Why do we always come back to that? Why do I always... Uh... I think there's some, some deep-seated anxieties in the group we haven't yeah. quite addressed. That's fair. That is absolutely fair. And some of those anxieties are also over hard games. Uh, like the fear I feel every time I play Wind Waker. Um, like the deep, deep fear. Uh, that was one of those games that when I initially played it, I was scared of it. Uh, and especially in the first dungeon where you have to kind of creep around as these like pig people like march. And if they catch you in their light, they grab you and drag you back to the beginning. Uh, and so that scared me so much as a child that I like, I would just hide under a table and just stay there. And just hide under that table for, a, for like 45 minutes. No, wait, in game or in real life? In game. Ah, okay. That's say it's a very bad strategy. Correct. But I'd hide under the table. But then I, I, I finally built up enough courage. And I was like, all right, come on. Just got to get to the next room. And I did it. I got to the next room. Then I got to the next room. And before I knew it, I'd beaten Wind Waker. Thanks to that. Overcame that fear. I just got confirmation that our good friend Mike is indeed listening. Oh, that's good. And also wants me to give a shout out to one of our coworkers. Hey, Beck. Sorry, I forgot. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, Mike, I love you. We're going to abuse our ability to talk to you, Mike, through the radio. Yes. Uh, also, Mike apologies to literally anyone listening named Mike. Sorry. The Mike we're talking to, you know who you are. But I for love Mike's, you, too. Yeah, we, we love you still. We love you. Don't go, please. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, I, I don't know. Did, was there any game that you thought... The difficulty was it was difficult, but it wasn't fa- it wasn't a fair difficulty because there are some there are some games that I remember playing that I remember thinking like I stopped playing them because I was like this is garbage and mm. not fair at all. Why would I play this? Uh, Icewind Dale. What now? What what is that? Icewind Dale was an expansion to I don't remember the name of the base game, but they're they're basically games that are meant to simulate. Um, playing effectively Dungeons and Dragons, like 3.5 dun- edition Dungeons and Dragons. 
Um, and uh, that I, I had a friend who was like, no, let's play Icewind Dale together. When your and friend's like, we, it'll be fine. Just play with me, please. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> and so we, like, he, he, down, he got it for me. He showed me how to download it. He found all of these mods and patches that would let us, like, each take control of one of the characters. Right. And it was the most grinding, soul-crushing. Nice. Um, Just a blatantly unfair like we the thing that that got me and i don't remember whether this was icewind dale or this was a different version of the game but they were they were in the same vein both of them um my party and i walked up to an inn and knocked on the front door i know where this is going and eight assassins just sort of appeared I say out of the shadows because they appeared out of the fog of war around my screen. Right. But if I had had like a cheat code on that I could just see everything on the map, they would have literally just spawned all around me and jumped me. It's not like they were standing <laughs> around the alley and like I could have seen this is a bad idea. Right. I don't want to do this. It's like the game itself jumped you. <laughs> Yes, the game in itself, in fact, did just like, nah, here, have eight assassins from every direction so that your meat shield characters literally cannot protect your squishy wizards. Um, there's just there's just no way. Right. And oh, by the way, they all have poisoned weapons with Fort Save, like 16 uh, poison. All eight that's of them? con poison, and you're gonna die. Right. And the game is like, take that, you fool. How dare you even attempt to knock on this tavern door, and you that was, pleb. That was like, okay, I'm done playing this game. I'm uninstalling it. I'm never coming back. <laughs> Goodbye. I will. Oh, Baldur's Gate. Really? Oh, hey, we have Baldur's Gate too. Oh, we got a story of that. We, uh, he, Tyler convinced us and a bunch of friends to all buy because it was on sale. And so we all rolled up characters to play a team game. And if you do a team game, they don't give you any lore or, like, directions. They just dumped us in a dungeon and we had to start finding our way out. It was my first time playing one of these D&D, was it, emulators. So I didn't know that doing the zany concepts you can get away with in, like, real-life D&D. Like, you know, a wizard that only has touch spells really do not work in this game. So we kind of floundered our way. Like, we tried three times and didn't get anywhere, even with a party of four. And so we decided to give up and, like, uh, go play something else. And our our friend Sebastian hopped up to go to the bathroom, and he was like, you know, I'll, I'll be back in, like, a little bit. And while he was gone, we were like, you know, if we just try to remake our party and optimize it, we might actually get farther. Well, that's fair. And we did that. And it worked. We actually beat the level. And by the time we beat it, Sebastian came back and said, all right, what are we playing? And we explained to him what had happened. Baldur's Gate. The only response we got was just, oh. <laughs> you guys did really good without me. <laughs> Poor it guy. wasn't until I left that you guys started winning. <sighs> Didn't he end up playing some ridiculous, like, barbarian dwarf or something? Oh, Maybe, like, yeah. Like, Buckethead I, or something? Something like that. And I'd, I'd give some highlights, but oh. they're way too profane for radio. He, he basically just played a dwarf who just... Um, Did whatever he wanted. and insulted everyone. Oh, boy. It was, it was class AR. I, I, I think I remember, like, a game that was absolutely unfair. Uh, not... Okay. So, we've been playing Danganronpa V3. It's a blast. And at one point, incredibly early in the game, you have to play a mini game. 
And this mini game, uh-huh. I believe, is designed to be soul crushingly awful, a la the impossible game. If you guys have ever played that on, you know, your fi- insert internet browser here. Yes, I believe I have. Yeah, the impossible quiz or the impossible game, and it's like it, it's like it a game specifically designed to mess with you. Uh, and to kind of subvert everything you thought you knew about uh, your ability to play games. Uh, yes. I got another answer for another Dark Souls-esque game from Boy, a fan. Boy, what, what do we got? Apparently, their game, game sorry, games, oh boy. were Old Sunset Riders and that Lord of the Rings Return of the King game. What? There's, there's that, a lot that, of them. That Lord of the Rings yeah, Return of the King? That game. one. the Game Boy one? <laughs> Uh, I don't uh, think so. By the way, for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to 89.7 FM, Care UI. Congratulations. Iowa, City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. You're on the threshold of an amazing adventure. You're on the threshold of an amazing adventure. One, two. He's all that remains of a once great, of a once powerful nation. Y'all are walking home. <laughs> Correct. That was my plan anyway. Take it. It's cold. We're walking all the way home, guys. That's a long walk. I think we're on the threshold of a mediocre cold walk That's, home. Yeah, it's going to be a bad cold walk. Yeah. Uh, 40, 48 degree cold walk home. <laughs> pity me, Jim. I gave you ramen. <laughs> no pity here. He'll look upon you and say no. And disgust. <laughs> look upon me, mortals, and despair. Um... But yes, uh, petty, ridiculous, dang and romp memes aside, um, God, I love that game. Uh, but have, yeah, have either of you guys ever played the old Sunset Riders, of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King? I, I don't, don't even know what that is, it is for the Game Boy. Because I had a Game Boy Lord of the Rings game as a kid, but I, I gave it away for a copy of Pokemon Ruby, which was a solid trade, honestly. Fair enough. But Jim, have you played it? I don't believe so. No. Huh. I would okay. have assumed you did. So what? I'm sorry. What game was this? Uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Well, Sunset Riders, right, is one of the other ones. Yeah, the old Sunset Riders. Yeah, is a side-scrolling run-and-gun video game developed and released by Konami as a coin-operated video game. Oh, those oh, are wow. those are the nastiest games. Yeah, boy. So this game actually took your money. Actually, I mean, uh, Metal Slug. I remember being real difficult because I would always good. play that game whenever I saw that. And I'd go to the laundromat and I'd be like, oh. Let's get some metal slug in, and I would die immediately. But I still always wanted to come back for more. Yeah, I was at a uh, an arcade, like a retro arcade, uh, a few years back, and I played Donkey Kong for the first oh, nice. time. It's hard. Oh my god, it is it's, so hard. It's very difficult. It took me like I don't know. I want to say in the ballpark of ten tries to beat the first level. Yeah. And once I beat it, I just like let go of the game and said, "Okay, I've peaked. I'm leaving." Those those barrels are absolutely no it's joke. Insane. But have you guys ever played Monkey Ball? Yeah, we. <laughs> you've been there for that. Wait, no, you haven't. I've not. Jim, we've played Monkey Ball. <laughs> I well, yes. <laughs> That's a game. That was atrocious. We, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, imagine all the horrifyingly slippery controls of the Wii, and now imagine it's the entirety of a game. Uh, and that's what Monkey Ball oh. is. It's oh. garbage. It's a bad game. It's quite bad. It's literally just a bunch of monkeys thrown into a hamster ball where you have this, like, the controls control, like, how the, the map is tilted. So you tilt the ball up and down the map based on which way you tilt it to get all the bananas of the course and then get to the final banana at the end But of course, without falling off. littering the way, 
are like really tight, uh, narrow sections. Sometimes when you want to maneuver around something, the camera will just be like, I'll meet you halfway, but I'm not going to go all the way around and show you the entirety of this course. You got to do that on your own, buddy. And like, we'll just kind of, you'll like, you'll keep moving, but the camera will stop. Uh, Or my favorite, my absolute favorite is like when you don't have enough speed and you don't clear something correctly or you do so at a slightly wrong angle and you just bounce off of the, the level geography and into the abyss of nothingness. Beneath you. That is because, you know, right. levels suspended in the abyss of nothingness make perfect sense. And like, oh, where man. did where did this abyss of nothingness come from? <laughs> How did monkeys get in the middle of it? Why How are... is this monkey monkey ball course suspended in the vasty abyss of nothing? None of it makes any sense. Yeah. How did these monkeys uh... get into this ball onto this course? I demand answers. Maybe Answer me. It's d- an allegory of Genesis. Monkeys populating a random object in the void. Right. I feel like it's a really bad allegory. That's, uh, if quite that's a, the case. That's quite a reach. We're missing that deep. And then, and then God said unto him, "Oh my God, I hate these controls." <laughs> <laughs> so oh my so, me, I hate these controls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God, I want to restart. <laughs> These darn dinosaurs aren't doing it for me. <laughs> when you when you enter character creation and you're like, oh, I don't really like this. <laughs> can I can I get something a little more mammalian, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring that down here. We're just gonna, yeah. And all the only way you can, you, the only way there's any evidence is if you go back into the save logs. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But the only book. way to access the save logs is to like you got a data mine deep. Gotta well, for and the dinosaur like, bones. The, well, you don't necessarily have to mine. You could just wait for a geologic upheaval, and then the strata will right. be revealed. A horrifying game-breaking glitch, like a mass extinction. When the balance, when it's not a glitch, it's a feature. That's true. Auto balancing, <laughs> but auto balancing in a way that the Earth dies every couple million years. The dinosaur's extinction was the Dark Souls of Extinctions. It was the Dark Souls of Extinctions. (laughs) Man, those dinosaurs didn't have a chance. Uh. (laughs) That that meteor crashed into the Yucatan Peninsula, and none of those dinosaurs even knew what was coming. Get good. Get good, (laughs) dinosaurs. They couldn't reach the controls with their little T-Rex arms. Right, they were trying. To, they were trying desperately to craft materials, but they couldn't because <laughs> they dumped all their points into strength and constitution. Like Whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta have at least a four dex or put something into int. Come on, I mean, raptors did. They were no better for right. it. Right, that's true. But they put all the int into like hunting int. Hunt. What else so do like, dinosaurs do? So like wisdom? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'd say it'd be more int because they strategized. We have we have and evidence of that. They move in hurts packs. Hurt. They move in hurts. They move. <laughs> Dear God, they move. Let it go. What were we talking about? Good Lord, uh, uh, the Dark Souls of games. But we were just discussing we're Sunset Riders. We're talking about yeah, unfairly difficult games. Unfairly difficult and Monkey Ball, definitely one of them. <laughs> Metal Slug. Definitely one of them. Actually, like, what was initially an unfair game that I actually got better at, I got good at this game, in fact. One might even say, uh, 
old school. I think it's like Galica. Oh, Galaga? Yeah, the well, not the not the one where they're in rows, but the one where yeah you, they fly towards you yeah. with like different pat. Yeah, yeah, dude, I got really good at that game. Same, I just played it. That's a lot. the one. Like, I I suck at arcade games, but Galaga was one that actually kind of made sense to me as a kid. It's fun. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. That's my favorite arcade game. That one and Galaga Dig Dug. Oh my god! I, I love yes, Dig Dug. Dig, Dig Dug, Dug is, is that's, yeah. Yes. That actually, that game was really difficult, and I do remember playing that a ton as a child because we had the little. Thing you would plug into the television, mm-hmm. or you could just get it on, uh, like, on Flash these days. Uh, but it's also the premise is horrifying, and the implications are downright macabre, because you run around as a little dig man, little dig dug, uh, and then you harpoon organisms living in the ground, pump them full of air until they burst, or you can crush them with rocks, and you literally cannot let them escape, and if they, or you fail. Yeah, towards the end of the level, if there's one left, it'll try to run away. But of course, you can't let that happen, no, you spiders. sick, crazy air pump man. And you wait at the top of them to come up, and then you give, you let them get close to the edge of the screen, and then you catch them, and then you blow them up with the with the air pump. I actually got halfway decent at Tetris as a kid. Hey, nice. That's yeah, the OG, the real difficult game. I'm no good at Tetris, I'm so really bad I'm at impressed. Tetris. You gotta well, like okay, how did you? Where did you play these games? How did you play them? Uh, so my my dad my dad for a long time he retired recently, but for a long time he was a salesman working for a company that sold computers and networks and um, support for the computers and networks that they sold to companies all over the area of the city that, that I grew up in. Nice. And so we had computers from the time I was like four and they were awful, awful home yeah. computers. Like these were some of the first, With the screechy dial up. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> screechy dial up the whole nine yards. It was real bad, but they had like some of the earliest games that Windows came bundled with were things like Minesweeper nice. and Tetris and Asteroids. Speaking of impossibly difficult games, Minesweeper. We'll come back to that. Please continue. That's, that's not even. It, that's entirely about luck, though. No, no. I've known logic. about that game my entire life, and it's only in recent like events where I figured out how that game works. It's insane. Please, excuse me. Um, I. I don't know. I didn't really have a whole lot more going there. Just that I ha- that was where I got the my first gaming was those old old Windows machines that my dad brought home that um I think Tie Fighter would have been my Dark Souls mm-hmm. if I hadn't cheated constantly. <laughs> oh my god. Just what turn off do? collision. <laughs> make myself invincible. Yes. And just do whatever the heck I want. Now this is tie pod, no pod racing. I, eventually, <laughs> I turned off invincibility. I still had collision off, but you know, I would, I I was killable technically. The go- but you would like ghost through ships. Yes, I would ghost through my opponent. Like I would, at one point, I pissed. I I angered an enemy, or I angered a star destroyer, and I decided that rather than dodge the fire and like fly around the star destroyer i was just going to hide in the star destroyer that's a smart idea guns could not shoot they'd never expect you to hide inside of them 
Yeah, and so I just kind of flew around inside the Star Destroyer <laughs> and shot all the turrets from the inside, blew them all up, and then went back outside and blew up the Star Destroyer. Right, of course. When it couldn't shoot me anymore. One, as one, uh, as a single Imperial officer just frantically slaps controls and is like, "I, the, he's inside. He's inside <laughs> of the ship and he's shooting us from inside. That's what I would wind up doing in, uh, in Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the space races. Really, yeah. the... The best tactic was always to just land in their hangar and just go commando and, like, kill everything from the inside. Yeah. You'd rack up so many. Again, the AI in that game was... It's quite bad. Horrendous. Yeah. But, yes, that's what I would do, too. I would just, like, i just go... Yeah, just land inside of their base and just, just annihilate them. Yeah. I'm in your base killing your dudes. Just camp next to those gonk droids. Yeah. <laughs> gonk droids. Camp next to the gonk droids and more importantly, the med droids. Yes, of course. <laughs> you just carry one around with you. Gonk. Gonk. I mean, that was why you played the pilot. You had right. the shotgun and then you had the health and ammo dispenser. And you had the repair thing. So that if somebody shot your repair, uh, your health person, your health droid, you could fix it. Right. There we go. Best class. Now we're thinking. With um, portals. But yes, Minesweeper is one of those games that like I've I've given up on ever completing an, a full Minesweeper game because it's so difficult. Because uh, it requires like logic, luck, and like a ton of reasoning. Like a really stupid amount of reasoning. I can only do one of those things. Exactly. Luck. It's the only thing. Um, yeah, it, it just... It, it, there's times when even the barrier entry, uh, the barrier for entry for me, uh, exceeds a certain level. Um, what is you guys' threshold for? Nope, I'm out of here with a game. How hard does something have to be for you to leave it? Oh, I have. I think I have a good example. If any of us, any of my, uh, sorry, any of our viewers out there have ever played the first Kingdom Hearts and the final Colosseum battle. Where it's literally just question marks until ah, yes. you enter it, and then lo and behold, it's Sephiroth. That's how hard it has to surprise, be. Surprise, surprise! Final Fantasy VII made a comeback. You blink real hard, and then he's all up in your face. And if he touches you once, you're dead. Wait, it's a one-hit kill? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Unless you grind for like what feels like an eternity, mm. and even then, like maybe. Because then he's just gonna sauce on Donald and Goofy. That it's a actually no. I take that back. You're not even allowed them. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, can't even have Donald and Goofy there to get sauced on. Correct. Oh man. Okay, what about you, Gates? What? Do, how bad does a game have to beat you up for you to walk away from it? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Because with most, at least with action games, I'm I'm content to put up with a lot of abuse until I finally give in. If I if I'm not having fun, is pretty much the real thing. Like that's I don't fair. mind losing if it's entertaining. Uh, and I guess because of that, that might, I'm going to sound really dumb saying this, but it might just be puzzle games in general right. don't draw me in. Because, a la you know, Jonathan Blow, The Witness, you might not enjoy that one. That one's, that one's that tough. a game or an innuendo? Nope. His name is Jonathan Blow, and he made a game called The Witness. And I know what you're saying. Why not just call him Jonathan? Nope. His full name is Jonathan Blow, and he made The Witness. Well, if you don't like puzzle games, Gates, don't you like Portal a lot? See, okay, uh, Portal, that is a puzzle game. It definitely Portland, is. It, it, it definitely is. But it's like, I don't know. So I guess, no, I don't dislike all puzzle games. A lot of the more static ones where there isn't anything besides yeah. the Actually, puzzle don't draw me. Like, Portal has a world around it that has an adventure, to has a narrative to drive you. Games where it's just like, sit you down, it's like, solve these puzzles. 
I don't know. It depends. Like there, there have been games like that that have drawn me in, but nine times out of ten, you know, I'll I'll play for about ten twenty minutes and say, ah, that was good fun. I will never pick up the game again. Uh, a game that I've watched Mike play that I could never do, uh, Space Chem. Uh, yeah, oh, no, that's uh, that's a little too above my pay grade. Uh, so yeah, another what? one of Mike's favorites, Thumper. Yeah, Thumper, yeah, Space Chem. Thumper is like a rhythm game that is incredibly difficult and requires a really good amount, like really good reflexes, which thankfully Mike has. Also, uh, the uh, what is it? Um, Space Chem, which just requires you to toil. It's like computer programming. And you just like, I watched Mike like sit there for like an hour and a half, like just fiddling around, just trying to get like a, a, a molecule to bond to another molecule. And he did, like, he figures it out and he does it. But I like, I would not have the page, the patience. I would have given up after 15 minutes. Seriously. I would have just not started it. Yeah. yeah. Space Chem is daunting. And like, yeah, Thumper looks daunting too. I, I've tried it. It's, it's tough. At least Thumper looks like one heck of a trip. It's very, yeah. It's it, like visually, it's incredibly like immersive and it's really like entertaining to watch. But it is hard. It's so hard. What about you, Jim? What's your barrier for no, I'm not going to touch this anymore? It, it's less to do with difficulty and, or it's not purely to do with difficulty, rather. It's more to do with the relationship between narrative and difficulty. And why are you making funny, Be- laughy faces? Because I just remembered a story you had told me before, Jim. It was one of the Star Wars games that you had played, and you're just stuck in the bar area. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, like I that? do. That was, uh, it was one of the Jedi Knight games. I don't remember which one, but again, it was the same friend who was like, oh, yeah, you'll totally love Icewind Dale. I'm sensing a pattern. Um, yeah, uh, Beta really liked games that just were murderously difficult. Um, but yes, I it, I loaded up the game, and it put me in a bar, and I'm playing as Kyle Katarn, who at this point is like a Jedi apprentice-ish. And so, you know, blaster in one hand, lightsaber technically in the other, but you're not getting any good with it yet. And I go, like, I'm in a bar, and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? I look around. There's... A bartender. I go up to the bartender like, can you tell me things? He offers me a drink, and that's the only interaction I can do with him. Okay, obviously this isn't the person I'm supposed to talk to. I look around the rest of the bar. It's completely empty. There is no one to talk to. Oh, no. I walk out the front door of the bar like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Where where even am I? I walk out the front door of the bar and immediately die. Relatable. Were the, was it the assassins again? yes. Oh, there were somebody with a laser sniper rifle shot me from across a courtyard up multiple levels from some hidey hole. I had no idea where it was like I couldn't pin it down. I had no warning, no nothing. And no, more importantly, no objective. It was just like, like, I I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I have no reason to be here i don't care about this character yet in any way right i don't even have an objective it's just you're here what do you do congratulations i walk out the door you die (laughs) i try the back door you die again you are shot again and i didn't i they gave me no tutorial i didn't know the controls they gave me no man like there was nothing there was no 
gradient to entry. It was all barrier. That's quite bad. And I was just like, yeah, no. And my friend was like, oh, come on, give it a chance. I'm like, I gave it three. What chance? And it killed me for no reason. That's... And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this Sounds again. Sounds horrifying and infuriating. It was... It, yeah, it really was. And I was like, I, I wanted to like this game because it's a game about Jedi and Star Wars and you get to be the Jedi hero. And no, you don't. You just get to die at the doorway to a bar on, I think it was supposed to be Nar Shaddaa, but I <laughs> really have no don't idea. Don't you hate it when you go to a bar, but you can't leave without being brutally murdered? It's like mo- uh, it's, it's like yeah. a roach motel, but Jedi? with bars. Yeah. Ruined my last Tuesday, that's for sure. Yeah. Jedi check in. But they don't check out. Fair enough. It's really, literally any Sith structure. Um, it wasn't a Sith structure, though. It was a bar. Well, I know you didn't I, get well, very far in the game. It yeah, might have been. might have been a giant Sith bar structure. And only they took Sith. the bar. <laughs> they took the whole bar. <laughs> only Sith deal in absolutes. Yeah, that's right. An absolute vodka. <laughs> Tills an absolute. Yo, <laughs> I'm considering bringing back the little refrigerator magnets just so we can spell that on the refrigerator. Uh, Crazy only Sith, taxi? Only Sith deal in absolutes. An absolute vodka. No, no, no. Just only Sith deal in absolute. Yeah. Pull the E off. I'm sorry, but I mean, I could try to refrain from abusing such power, but I can't guarantee anything. I'm going to make you no such promises. Yeah. What if we? They're not actually coming back. I just oh wanted God. to like think about it. I figured. We we'll just buy our own. Yeah, we could. Yes, you could absolutely do that. With blackjack and. No. 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 Probably no, should. No, blackjack no. and the other thing. Yes. yes. Blackjack and the stuff that goes with blackjack. Yes. But um. Like absolute. Like absolute. Like absolute. Yeah. <laughs> oh yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do think that there is a there is a sufficient barrier for entry in a lot of cases, um, and I even think that difficulty. Well, it's that beautiful thing of uh, of relative difficulty because what was difficult for you when you were a child, I'm sure you guys have experienced this going back and playing it again, yeah, accepting a loss has become a lot easier. Yeah, and then you suddenly like you just start blowing through a game because you're a little more coordinated. You can think a little bit good. A little bit gooder, better. A little bit gooder. Sometimes your thoughts come out better. Oh, man. Ooh. He has the best thoughts. I have all the good best. The, the best most thought. biggest. The most biggest thoughts. The biggest. It, it, for me, is also, like, how... How much does the game give me to latch on to? What reasons does it give me to care about the difficulty that it's putting me through? That's fair. One of the reasons I will never actually complete a Dark Souls playthrough is because it has given me literally no reason to care. I'll give you that. Really, the main thing that kept me going from Dark Souls was, A, just the aesthetic was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but also, it was it was kind of the, the waves upon waves of people on the internet telling me that I'm I'm bad if I can't play Dark Souls. And you were like, I gotta gotta prove I gotta, I gotta prove them wrong. And can't I don't, can't I don't, let them be right. Can't I don't be care bad. What at the Dark legions Souls. of people on the internet think about me? That's because you haven't gotten good. That's because you need to know, honey. Have you seen my World of Warcraft account? I'm more than good enough for you. It's, it's intimidating. It is actually quite intimidating. He has so many Pokemans. <laughs> they are mounts. Those are well, mounts. No, no. He's talking about the non-combat pets. They are actually Pokemans. Good lord, what? Some Pokemon are mounts, too. Yeah. 
sure, but I don't think they cross in World of Warcraft. I, I don't think. They no. don't. You're the experts. They don't. They don't cross. They don't, no. Nice. That's a shame. Good lord. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. What a great idea. What? Just mixing Pokemon and World of Warcraft. Genius. Killed me. Because <laughs> uh, I would lose my life. Uh, Digimon I would, did uh, it first. Digimon did do it first. You're right. By the way, Gates, I just want to ask you one last thing. We're oh, nearing dear. the end of the show, and I wanted to just bring up another idea that you brought up early on. Yeah. So Dark Souls of Cooking. The Dark Souls of Cooking, cooking games. games. Well, how, how would you implement that? Just uh, walk me through. Give me a little little taste. Um, Let's see. Souffles. souffles. Only souffles. <laughs> Everything's uh, a souffle. There's got to be uh, an angry restaurant full of your in-laws. Right. Who you're serving. Right. Um, and they say things that are especially hurtful to you. Mm-hmm. Head chef is Gordon Ramsay. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, no, every- no, 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 no. The head chef is a moron. Right. Who consistently gives you bad directions. At least Ramsay, even though he's probably rude, would be telling you the right things. This is if true. If this was the Dark Souls, he, the, your boss is going to be giving you awful directions that are making your job harder. But, or no directions at all because right. he's sitting in the office doing literally nothing. So but the then chef- he would get on you for doing a poor job after he did not leave... Like, wouldn't t- yeah has not lifted even a tiny fraction of a finger. There we go, nice. And uh, everything is electrocuted, and wow. Mariah Carey okay. plays constantly. Oh. But it's the same song. <laughs> no one can get it off mm-hmm. of that song. Mm-hmm. It's the, the radio is stuck. There's a mini game. You can get the radio unstuck, but then it just it just goes into mumble rap the entire time. I don't know. <laughs> I think on my toes here. It, it, it jumps to the worst country you've ever heard. It so, cuts briefly to Queen. <laughs> oh, it gives you a little taste of good music, and then it brings you back to the And bad then music. drops back to the worst country you've ever heard. That's right. Um, and I, every minor mistake you make, it immediately sets you back to the beginning without explaining what mistake you made. Oh my god, that would be horrendous. You get some, you get some shell in the yolk. You die. A right. cooking game with permadeath. <laughs> a roguelite. So wait, you mean real life? <laughs> a roguelike cooking game with permadeath, upgrades, and a horrible Gordon Ramsay-esque boss who doesn't know what he's doing. No safe oh. scumming. And microtransactions. And micro. Oh. Uh, every every moment is stopped with you know you can purchase those dishes. Now that is an insult to Dark Souls. Uh, and I am drawing my line there drawing your foot were you drawing my maybe malcolm (laughs) drawing drawing your foot down we don't we we don't need to point out every faux pas putting the line on his foot (laughs) (laughs) trace that foot line boy please go on (laughs) you've just shamed him to silence putting your foot in the sand putting i I made my point Put the line inside of your foot. I hate sand. Into the, it's, it's coarse, coarse and dry. It gets it through, uh, coarse and rough, and it gets coarse everywhere. And rough and it gets everywhere. I'm not like you, Padme. Oh, oh, oh dialogue. Oh. So you, you people are all I have in the world, and that you, is the most depressing thing I've said in the last month. Gates, here's a question: If this cook, so what would be the end of this cooking game? Is there an end? How would you, you eat win? the food, Malcolm? What? 
What do you mean? You eat the food. Oh, but that's a failable state too. You can eat it wrong and be sent back to the beginning. Oh, just stab myself in the eye with a fork. You, you Not know, again. No, the, the, the plate is laid out and it's like 16 different spoons, eight different forks, five knives, bowls, a cloth of some kind. Well, you're right because then you have to sit down with the in-laws. And then you're just like, what? Which? What do I use? And you have to use the right utensil and it's different every time. Actually, I feel like if we're talking more realistically, just the uh, actual Dark Souls of Cooking would just be making tamales all day, constantly. Because <laughs> they're amazing, and they're worth the effort. But man, are they difficult to make. That's, I've been told. Excru- I, I, it is I have excruciating. No that is tamales. fair, actually. But they, well, they really are good. They when, are the Dark Souls of food. When my grandmother made them, it took her two days. What? Yes. Oh my God. Two days. And all day. Tamales, you gotta make them in bulk because if you don't, you've wasted an immense amount of time. Yep. Yeah, we we had frozen tamales for half a year. Oh man, I want tamales. It was sweet. See, now I'm hungry for tamales. Look what you've done. Well, you're welcome. I don't know where where, to get Where am I gonna get tamales? Where? At this hour? I'm not going to Walmart for tamales. At this time of year? is Is it? Anyway, too bad you ain't got a car. Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be closing up for the evening. We really do appreciate you coming in. Thank you, uh, Jim, for coming on the show. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on the show. Thank you, Gates, for coming on the show. It would not be what it is without you, and it wouldn't be what it is without you, wonderful fans listening uh, and providing content, listening to us, uh, really being involved and all we all five of you all five we of you we really appreciate that and if you like what you heard you can listen to the episodes on soundcloud go to soundcloud you look up pixel hunt eventually and you can find us and you can listen to the video listen to the audio from these episodes edited it's edited and it takes a little bit of time so give me a moment please tyler um and if you'd like you can at me at on twitter at a pixel hunt uh, and I would be happy to field any concerns or ideas. It's the Dark Souls of editing. It is the Dark Souls of editing. On this Dark Souls of radio shows. <laughs> yeah, I really do it's, love it's, recurring it's, jokes. It's they de- are the Dark Souls of humor. It's the depressing, hard, incredibly gothic aesthetic. We really that was, are, yeah, just beating this one into the dirt. That's right. Like Dark Souls. Like dark, <laughs> beating it into the dirt like Dark Souls beats a new player into the dirt. Anyway, on that cheery note, we're going to close for the evening, but thank you everybody for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.